federal judge is allowing those enrolled in the DACA program to renew their two-year protections from deportation and keep their work permits. Earlier this month, an appeals court found the DACA program was illegally implemented by former President Barack Obama. Lisa Taylor, NBC News Radio. KCAA Radio, Loma Linda, where no listener is ever left behind. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Whether you're listening to us on the radio out in California on KCAA, our NBC affiliate, or watching our podcast on one of our many platforms, we appreciate you and thank you for sharing the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, Lisa Durson is on. She's the director and founder of the Equus Film Festival, and, and there's so much that goes into the film festival. I can't wait for her to tell her story, and I know you're going to get so much out of it. So, Lisa, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott, for having me. Um, I'm super excited because we're going to do the film festival this year in Sacramento, California, which is a complete polar opposite of where we were supposed to do it this year. But the way everything works out, it works out for the better. And the Sacramento audience has just been amazing wanting us to be there. So. Oh, I, I love that. And, you know, it, the cool thing about our show is we have so many horse and Western world lovers, but we also have people that have never ridden a horse, but just like the entrepreneurial side of it. And and you offer both. And that's why I'm so excited uh, that everybody gets to listen to you and watch you. So so when when you were growing up, did you just one day say, I want to have a film festival or <laughs> did you grow up in the horse industry and it just kind of started coming along slowly and, and it transitioned into that? Well, I'm one of those kids that has been horse crazy my whole life. <laughs> I love it. So we, we joke and someone just asked me for a quote that the briar horses are kind of the gateway drug to riding. Uh-huh. But I, I've ridden since I, well, I pretty much so when I walked up, we always had a friend or my grandmother always had a pony. So I was always able to ride and rode as a, as an adult, um, English, Western, kind of everything in between. Um, I had a quarter horse. I had a little pony of the America. So he kind of had all kinds of horses. And I now have a Lusitano. He's 21 years old. He was a stallion up until this year. I decided to give him a nice reprieve and go be able to be turned out with other horses by gelding him. And he's now so happy being able to be out with the, with other horses. That's so, dumb. and it, it helped his that he wasn't a bad stallion, but he just now he can relax the rest of his life. But so I've always had horses, but for the film festival, this is our 10th year. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, thank you. The, the idea of it came up when we start, I had a small horse fair in St. Charles, Illinois, where I live I'm outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. about 45 minutes. And we were having a, a young, or not such a young man now, but one of my guests at the festival was Rupert Isaacson. And Rupert Mm. had written a book that was a New York Times bestseller. And then he made a documentary called The Horse Boy about his son and autism and dealing with children with special needs. And I I have a very strong feeling about people not being empathetic enough to families who deal with kids with special needs. And his whole story is about how horses reconnected his son and helped with everything else. 
So Rupert was coming in to do what's called the horse boy method, which is his program. And I asked my friend who owned the theater if I could screen Rupert's film, beautiful little old theater in downtown St. Charles. And Ron Onesti, who owns it, said, sure, I don't have anything going on. And I said, what if I got a few more films? He said, okay, I'll give you a projectionist for the weekend. <sighs> and that's how we started. And we had 30 films the first year. Oh, from my everything goodness. From Musa. We had a documentary called The Black Rodeo, which was filmed in Harlem back in the 70s by the guy who made American Pie by the director. So, it, wow. it, but we had all different kinds of films and rodeo and cowgirl and English documentaries and, and Rupert's documentary. So I kind of knew after having that first year that it was something that there's a void that needed to be filled for horse films. And there's no one out there awarding or even screening a collection of these films and they're very good documentaries. Mm -hmm. So we partnered with a group and moved it to New York. Surprisingly enough, the first year we were in Harlem and we rescreened the Black very Cowboy cool. documentary. Very cool. It was fun in Harlem and we did it in New York for four, five years. And then we moved to Kentucky Horse Park and that was right before the pandemic. And we were going to go into a three-year um, agreement with Kentucky Horse Park. And so we lost two years with the pandemic. And with the new facility down in Ocala, Florida, we were going to be going there for five years. And then our Mustang Discovery ride happened. And I end up on the West Coast at the time of the festival. So that's how we're in Sacramento this year. Well, I love your entrepreneurial spirit. Just kind of wherever it takes you, you have a plan when you get there to be successful. And, you know, like on your first your first event, you're going to do one one show and you ended up with 30. So it's really cool. But you brought up Briar and they've been on our show a couple of times. And I, like you said, a gateway drug, they bring people into the industry. And much like what y'all do, you, you, you attract certain people to come in that maybe I've never thought of it. Right. Right. Well, and we don't just do film. We do art. We do literature. Mm -hmm. We do podcast. Um, we try to encompass everything that is the non-writing end of, of storytelling. And I think one of my biggest, my, my feeling is that equine film, no matter whether it's a documentary or a feature, uh, a, a scripted film, that story gets told and the power of film when you see it, it's, you know, just like watching a podcast. Mm -hmm. You can listen to the podcast, but sometimes when you watch those podcasts and you can see the interaction, you even absorb more. So I, the power of film is so strong in telling yeah. these stories. And what you and I had talked about before, we have so many documentaries about horses and healing with veterans oh, and with yeah. prisoners and with children with special needs and children who can't walk, who get on a horse and because a horse moves the same way that our our hips move, it triggers muscle memory in in a child's body, and they they strengthen their core. They begin to be able to walk. So right. we have a, a documentary that's in progress right now, but we have the trailer called Ansel's Journey, which is about a little little boy and his parents even started when he was a year old just getting him around the horses. And then by the time he was three years old, he's in the program and he's walking with his walker now and it's helping strengthen everything. So 
horses are so power, powerful. I love it. You're you're exactly right. I met a young lady and she she was struggling to walk and and uh, but she rode her horse and somehow it just stretched out her legs a certain way and she kept doing it and doing it and now she's able to walk and she started a foundation to help other people and right. but without the horse that wouldn't have happened. I love how uh, one of your taglines is "Every horse has a story," and I love that. Um, and I love how you're sharing those stories. Well, there's now studies that have been done about the movement of the horse and human interaction when when the person yeah. when the person with uh, muscle memory issues, whether it's uh, muscular dystrophy or, or MS, it triggers muscle memory because of that gait. The gait of the horse is the same as the gait of a human. And it's so incredible to watch yes. it just through these films. And you, and you talk about Briar. We helped Briar make a commercial this year um, for their new, they have a new model horse called Hope. And I, I wish I had the model here. We it's, Ours is still back order, but the sure. Hope model fundraises for PATH International, which is the um, organization that works with with the physical part of equine therapy. We have, you have a mental health, equine uh -huh. mental health, and then you have the physical. And so PATH is the foundation and the organization that um, helps and has, has programs for that. And so Briar with Hope, with their Hope model is funding and gonna be donating for every sale of that model. So we took eight of the Equus Film Festival documentaries that talked about horses and healing. And they, I worked, we worked with a team in Europe and New York and we cut out pieces and parts and put that together and it became a commercial. But the power of what made that commercial so good was the fact that it was real. Every expression, every bit of that commercial was was real interaction with real people, with real horses. And it connects. It just makes that connection. Well, it's true. It's honest. And, and you can't replace that. And that's what's so special about what y'all do. You show the, 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 uh, the authentic connection between the human and the horse and the yes. healing. And it, it's so wonderful. So wonderful. Pure so, joy. Oh, it is. It is. Um, so, so when you did your first festival as an entrepreneur, what were you hoping to get out of it and what did you get out of it? Oh, what did I get out of it? Uh, well, I was hoping to just be able to make it through that weekend because I, love that. <laughs> I, had, no idea. I had no idea what to do with a film festival. Um, I did research, I studied on it, but it, it, it literally just came together. And I was truly blessed with being able to, to screen it in the theater that we screened it in because now that theater is pretty big. They do all kinds of shows and everything. So it was a blessing to be able to do it there, but I was just hoping I could keep it together. Oh, and we that. had, filmmakers. I had a filmmaker that came in from the UK with her documentary. So I, that told me right away that this was a missing piece in the equine industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, when we were the first festival, we were in New York, we had filmmakers from France, from England, we, we have had filmmakers from all over the world, from Australia that comes in. I, I think we're going to have this year one of the Australian filmmakers who did a documentary about horses and veterans So and the healing. So I think they're going to be coming in this year. So it, it amazes me. Every year, even through the pandemic, 
it amazes me that people were still able to get these stories out. Uh, we I love that. 30 or 40 films, even through the pandemic each year. Well, I love you give them a place to get, get those stories out. That's the only way the industry is going to grow in that, that way. And, right. Exactly. And, you know, it's good for the horses because it gives them another job after their other job, you know, but it's also good for yes. the healing of the people to find that and know it's out there. Um, so, so with the books, what, when, how do you tell us a little bit about the books that y'all focus on and showcase? Well, the books, the books were kind of another one of those. Oops. I, you know, and I like, I love, love to that. let things just serendipitously fall into place. I mean, mm -hmm. if it falls into place, you just take that piece and you go, okay, this is going to be part of it. And you just keep building on that. And the book started in New York. We had a book called Never Say Nay that a friend of mine had brought in. I love that. And I thought, okay, everybody was like, oh, this is a great book. The next year we had probably 20 books. Every year now we've had a minimum of 55 to 60 books every year coming in. That's a big so number. there again, it is. I, I'm amazed. And that's just scratching the surface. We have a book that I was on the phone this morning with their, with her uh, publisher and it's called Horsewoman by Lee McLean. And she's up in Alberta, Canada, but she's a side saddle rider and they do racing side saddle. They do all kinds of demonstrations up at Calgary. So, and then they have a documentary. So her book is coming in and then a documentary is coming in called her story, which is about side saddle. So we'll, We'll kind of highlight that and talk about that and do maybe a panel on, you know, t tell, you know, so people can learn about side saddle. And then those panels go up onto our YouTube channel. So, you know, Good. we have an amazing team of people helping. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It has to be. It, it just has to be, especially when it's coming from around the world, all the new stuff and then all the old stuff you get to uncover yeah. and share. Yes. So, exactly, so what's a story exactly. before break? You, we're eating close to break. What's a story that, um, do I? No, I was just going to say, you can't do this. You can't create something like this and run something like this without an amazing team of, I call them my herd of people behind you helping. I mean, there's just that. no way to have any of this happen without everybody that's working together. Well, I'm glad you said that, you know, but they have to have the same passion, the desire as you do to want to get all this in. Cause there's a lot of work involved for sure. And to have that many books and films and everything else going on, that's a, that's a monumental task uh, for sure. For sure. So what's something, what's a story that you can share with the audience that um, about a horse or something you didn't expect. And that just really stood out among everything else in the last couple of years. Oh my gosh. Uh well, this documentary we're working on right now, it, the wow. must, are we, oh, sorry, the, the documentary we're working on right now is the Mustang Discovery Ride. It's 5,000 miles, 5,000 Mustangs. Every day there's something that's happening on that ride that we have to work out and work through and logistics and make sure that every, everything is going well as that ride's going along. So i one with making a documentary about that while it's happening. That's and incredible. Filming the story, you know, getting the stories put together. As she's going across the country, we're interweaving and hooking her up with other 
Mustang people in groups all the way across the United States. And this week she's going to be meeting up with Wes Taylor at his Wes Taylor Wild Mustang Ranch out in uh, Utah, in Loa, Utah. And our filmmaker will be flying out there and meeting and riding with her for another couple of days as that's going on. So that's so every, awesome. Every day is an adventure with this. Oh, it's amazing. And I can't wait to share that with the audience. When we come back from break, I really want to get into it, like where it started, how many states and, and how do you do a documentary? Do they fly in every single time and just really get into it and take the audience in there? So and it's a great, great story. So uh, when we come right back with Cowboy Entrepreneur Show here with Lisa Denson at Equus Film Festival talking about her big new documentary. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, there are little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, Rebellious Infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms, Drink Rebellious. Welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Lisa Durson. And Lisa is the director and founder of Equus Film Festival. And I, I want to talk in this segment, and we started a little bit earlier, about America's Horse and America's Trail and this documentary you're putting together as it happens across the country. And I think it's tw 12 states. 12 states. We have a wonderful filmmaker who's come on board. Well, she's been part of Equus Film Festival for years. She started with a, with a documentary that they brought in with her partner, Bruce Anderson. So Julianne Neal is the main filmmaker. So 
we have people who are joining all along the, the, the country, different filmmakers and different writers who are joining Lasanne, who are adding shooting mm. and adding film footage to our collection. And then Julianne is working to you know put everything into the documentary and then breaking it down into a 12-part docu-series. On each docu-series, we'll cover each state that she's ridden through and the people who have their Mustang horses and are involved with what, what they do with Mustangs in each state. So she started in Delaware, which totally surprised me. She, there was a, we had a guest, two guest riders with um, Jacqueline and Hannah. One was with Equus TV down in Florida rode with, and she did some filming. And then Hannah stayed with probably through West Virginia. And we have people who come in and ride with her as she keeps moving. But they started in Delaware on the beach at Cape Henilopen. And we had a group of Mustang riders there that met her in Delaware. 40, 40, minimum 40 Mustang horses that these people collectively had. Cool. So to, to think about being all the way on the East Coast in Delaware and the and the Mustangs are right there. I mean, it's that strong of a, of a group of people and those horses and what those horses are doing. And then she moved in, into Maryland. And in Maryland, there's a gal named Ann Hanlon, who was that time was doing her very first Mustang makeover or um, tip challenge, not makeover, tip challenge. Mm. She does eventing with her Mustangs. They can't get enough Mustang horses on the East Coast to fill the need for what people want to do enough trained ones, enough ones that have gone through the tip training program where they can at least get their feet picked up, get into the trailer. They're not directly out of the wild. They've gone through a little bit of handling. And as we're going through each state, we're finding more and more people across the country who are tip trainers. And so we're helping to interconnect those people. As we're going across the country, we're finding more people who are working with Mustang horses with veterans programs. There's two big veterans programs, 45 minutes from me, that are two of the biggest in the country. There's Bravehearts and there's Operation Wild Horse. Bravehearts is the subject of a documentary called Mustang Saviors. That documentary shows how the how the Mustangs work with veterans programs, but then they went he David Glossberg is the filmmaker on that. He's also shot the Illinois to Kansas portion of this documentary, the Mustang Discovery Ride. But hit the documentary that he made on the Mustang Saviors just shows they, they went to New York City. They rode 21 miles in downtown New York City with a big group of veterans on their horses to honor and to bring awareness to the 21 veterans that commit suicide every day. So these wild horses that out west, they think, you know, you, they, they just think they're nothing. You bring them here and they're everything, everything, and they're healing. And so we go, we, you know, we traveled. They, she went through West Virginia. We went through Indiana down. There's a there's a she did a ferry crossing across from Kentucky into Illinois. Those horses got on that ferry boat. She has four or three Mustangs and a mule stang. Those horses got onto the ferry boat, went right across that river. We had a film crew there filming it. 
They went from there across the Illinois through the Shawnee National Forest, which the whole entire bottom of the state of Illinois, where people always think Illinois is Chicago and this and that, which it is, but the southern part of the state, that's all national forest from the east to the west. Wow. And it's a beautiful national forest. But while she was in that national forest, exciting things that happen. The filmmaker was there. The dog, that one of her dogs, she has two dogs going with her, got bit by a copperhead. So they had to take the dog and get the dog fixed. And they barely made it. So all of that's in the documentary. And then they rode into uh, Missouri and from Missouri into Kansas, halfway through Kansas because of the weather. We had to pack her up and move her into Colorado because it was 107. You can't move with a team like that. Yeah. And then Colorado, we did stuff. Now she's in Utah. So it's just incredible the logistic part of this deal because it's what it's what five thousand miles on on the Mustangs and but just to um, plan it is tough. But with all the different elements you talk about, it makes it, it it's so so um, tedious. But it's going to be so rewarding in the end. It, it is, and she's um, one of the groups that we're working with right now is a, is a newer organization called Horses for Mental Health, and it was founded by or co-founded mm. by um, Lynn Thomas, who was the, one of the founders of EGALA, which is the model that they use all over the world for equine-assisted therapy. Uh, Lynn is going to be joining her in Utah and riding with her oh, to, so that they can... They can show because Mustangs, they use Mustangs all the time. Because Mustangs go through trauma when they're rounded up, and we try to avoid all the BLM discussion and what's right, right what's wrong. The mission of this ride is to bring awareness to 50,000 horses that are standing and holding and need homes. And that's, right. that's, the, that's the greater mission of this ride. But what we keep finding is that I don't understand when these horses work so well with veterans because of the, the trauma that they've gone through and the trauma that the veterans have got and the way they work with prisoners. And you talked about that with JP and mm -hmm. we met with the people when we were in Kansas and um, Lisanne is scheduled to meet with the, the guy who runs the prison, the program in Nevada will be filming that. Why, when these horses work this well in these situations are they are there still so many in holding and that's that's the question that's come to me as we keep working on this documentary and docuseries it, it makes sense but you know i think what you're doing is you're going to help free a lot of them because people don't know what they don't know and i think right. the, the power of the camera is so strong yes. once they see it it changes the concept instantly once you see it, you can't unsee it. Absolutely. Once you know, and it's different. It, it, the, the documentary lens is so different. Um, we had the film that came out a couple of years ago called The Mustang that showed, it was, it was a feature film and it had a French filmmaker, Robert Redford was the executive producer, but it was scripted and it didn't show the real intense, like what JP goes through every day when he's working with his guys it didn't show that intensity and the real stories that are happening. What we're able to do with this documentary is to show that, to show the people who are really involved 
and really working and those real stories and those real tears. And it's, you know, Lisanne is has had struggles through this. This is part of why Lynn with Courses for Mental Health, they're gonna interview Lisanne and talk about some of her mental health struggles as she's yeah. gone through this. Being away from home for a year, it's, it, they started September 28th. So next week will be a year. The documentary and the filming is due to end in uh, at Point Reyes Beach in San Francisco. It, it's about 50 miles north of San Francisco, November 28th or 29th, depending. We're gonna, it'll be, that'll be kind of the scripted part. So as she rides on the beach, the filming will be nice and all of that. But, and that's why the film festival will be on the West Coast this year because we're all gonna be there when that ride ends. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. It, and, and it has to be tough on her. Like you say, being mm -hmm. gone from home for over a year, yes. the, you know, the, the dog getting bit by a snake and, and just different <laughs> things. It just wears on you mentally and physically, but it, it's cool you're capturing it because yeah. so many people would want to do it. She's doing it for everyone who wants to do it. Right. And, right. and well, uh, that's one thing we find with people that talk about these long rides. And when right. we're in, um, in Sacramento, one of the people that's gonna come in and guest ride with her at the end, and then he'll be at the festival because his documentary um, is Felipe Lete. And Felipe rode, he has a documentary coming in that's called The Long Rider. He rode from Canada to Brazil, from BC to Brazil. It took him two years. He filmed his own, um, literally his own documentary. He would set the camera up. Lisanne is doing filming as she's going along, and then we have filmmakers who come in and help. But Felipe, Felipe's story is amazing, and that, that documentary was, it's, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Because oh, that's going to be awesome. The things these, that these long riders go through, and long riding, there's a long riders guild for anyone who travels over 1,000 miles in a single ride then you qualify to be in the Long Riders Guild. And it's an international organization. And there's people all over the world who, who do this. And I didn't know about that until I, I got mean. into this. Not the film festival. When I got into the film festival, we've had a couple of different documentaries of, and stories. We had a guy who wrote a book. Of, he, he went from Alaska all the way down to South America, the tip of South America. And he wrote a book about about that. So there's all these people out there. We had Bernice Endy, who she passed away last year, right as the girls were starting to go on their ride. And Lisanne had just been able to meet her right before she, she took off riding. She has a documentary called Lady Long Rider. And then she has a book um, called The Lady Long Rider. Both of them are, it, the stories, you can't get stories like that. If you I love it. the spirit, you know, the spirit of what they have and how they want to do that, because that's so it's a challenge to not only the horse but, or the Mustang, but to the person. That's right. that's pretty that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Um, so how do you all work with like the horse's food and, and, and feeding her and the dogs and the logistical part, the part that might not make the documentary, but the planning sessions? Oh, the documentary. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, it, because we have a feed supplier. We have a really great feed supplier that um, is out of Florida. It's called Crypto Arrow, and they ship they ship feed.
to different locations and then either I'll go pick it up um, and drive it to them or we'll 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 do whatever we have to do to get thing, stuff picked up and, and moved to her. She's traveling with the truck and trailer so we can put hay in. But one of the problems that she's run into now going into California or Colorado and Utah and Nevada is when she's traveling on BLM land, she has to use hay and, and other stuff that's seed free or, or so that she can collect oh. the seeds because she can't, you can't leave that. So the hay has been an issue, her trying to keep enough hay for the, for all four of the horses or animals. Um, we work on donations. I mean, literally this has been, we were funded in the beginning by Mustang Heritage Foundation. Great group. They're going, yep, they're going through some things now. So they cut her funding by like 70% for the last part of the ride, which she's in the roughest part of the ride right now. So we're beg borrowing and stealing to, to keep her on the trail. But the more we get the story out, the more every time she asks, people, I, it, people come out of the woodwork on the GoFundMe page or, it, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see these people who just want to see her make it across the country. They want to see the story. Well, she's and riding she, for them too. Yeah. And, and there's been so many people that have been part of it. So. So if somebody wants to give, like when they're watching our show or listening to us on KCAA and they're like, man, I want to give, or I want to watch a little clip, see what she looks like, what the Mustangs look like. I want to give, how can they do that? Well, we have on, on the Equus Film Festival page, which is www.equusfilmfestival.net. We have a tab up at the top that's a Mustang Discovery Ride page. They have their own page, and on there is links for the for her stories and our trailer. And then there's a GoFundMe link, and there's a GoFundMe link on the front of the so someone can help either the filmmaker who has a GoFundMe going, or they can help Lisanne because we have two two projects going at the same time. And again, like with the filmmaker, with Julianne, with JA Media Productions, she's a lot of this is comes out of pocket until the film is, you know, made. When when Ben Masters ten ten years ago did Unbranded, and that was in one of our first film festivals. Awesome. He was able to tell the story of here, Mustang horses are great. They're they're, they make great pack horses. They make great riding horses. We're going to ride them from Mexico to Canada. And he told that story. And it was it was beautiful, doc, absolutely beautiful documentary. We now are traveling with a documentary called The Mustangs, America's Wild Horses, that we show every place that we stop. Lisanne stops and I'll schedule up what we call Meet the Mustang events. We send out press releases and a lot. We've had tremendous press coverage but that documentary shows what's going on with mustangs now and robert redford was the executive producer on that steve latham was the director and it shows the darting programs that they do with the wild horses it shows um the sanctuary with netta de mayo um out in california where she has four big sanctuaries it shows the operation wild horse in Illinois, which works with the veterans and the horses, and then it shows Mustang Heritage Foundation, and it and it shows what's going on with these horses. What we're going to do with the 
the Mustang Discovery Ride Project, this documentary, it'll be showing what happens now, what is going on across the country with the people who have the Mustang horses all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast. There's people involved with these horses and there's wonderful things happening with these horses. And they're not just cowboy horses anymore. Oh. They're for everybody. And what it has amazed me with these horses is how once they are, once they get past that fear and overcome, you know, all of the stuff that they've gone through and they get quiet and they go through the tip training programs and they become family horses, they're like nothing I've ever seen. Watching yeah. these horses, when we went into Washington, D.C., Lisanne rode, they rode into downtown D.C. along the sides of the roads, right up to the Washington Monument, and it was mind-blowing. And these horses, it didn't, Incredible. they just did their job, did their job. So uh, I love it. we want to tell everyone that there's yeah. 50,000 of them. You're in Texas, right? How many, do you have any idea on how many horses are in Texas? I don't know. Just, just a number wise. I don't know. In don't Illinois, know. the um, Illinois Horse Council a few years ago said that as a count, there was around 170,000 recreational horses in Illinois. Mm. So when you think about the 50,000 that are in holding, if they just got distributed around the states in the in the veterans programs and in the men mental health field and in the prison programs, if you Five only did state. that, yeah. we could start to drop those numbers down. And so we're highlighting those. Yeah, just groups. use them what they're meant for. Right, right. Absolutely. Just use them what they're, they want to do and, and how they can help us. And it would be right. so easy. And once again, it goes back to your documentary and us getting the word out and I'm very passionate about it. I love what you're doing. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And then when they end up in Sacramento and the film festival and just kind of give you a little details so you can support or go watch or hear about some of the films. So we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com.
Hi, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Lisa Durson. She's the founder and director of Equus Film Festival. So, Lisa, we were talking uh, more about the Mustang ride, and you're, you're able to film it, which is going to be so great. I can't wait to watch it. And uh, uh, so tell us, so you're two event, you do two events a year, I, I believe is what I read. Is that correct, your film festivals? We do we do a main film festival mm-hmm. every year, which is what you're going to be at, hopefully, in hopefully, Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and that film festival is where we do our Winnie Awards. So we do that Winnie once Winnie. a year. And now that um, COVID has passed, we're back into traveling. So we, be, before COVID, I would be in a different location every month. Um, we'll be doing Rocky Mountain Horse Expo again this year. We're going to do a, um, a film festival up in Calgary, Canada, um, in BC. And we're going to be doing another one in Connecticut. Well, in next month, in October, we have one happening in Connecticut. So we, we travel all over the country throughout okay. the year, just taking the films and being able to tell the stories. But the one big main event is in Sacramento where the authors come in and the filmmakers come in and the artists come in and they all get together and it's a great industry event. And most you're such a hard worker. You're doing so much for our industry and, and your association is just by traveling and getting the word out. And you have the streaming service too, which I think is really cool. Would you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we have the Equus Film Channel. So finally, we've, um, we're going to be making the big announcement when we're in um, Sacramento. But we wow. finally have the app finished. So you can watch awesome. it on every device. We're on a platform called Film Festival Flicks. And we're the Equus Film Channel on Film Festival Flicks. And we've got probably 300 pieces up right now. And that will start to load up and change and rotate and new stuff coming in all the time now that the apps have have finally been approved, which has been, that's been a couple of years of development that Benjamin Oberman, who runs Film Festival Flicks in California, has been working and working on. I had no idea how intense and how much work it was with this app development. So now we're there. So we're really excited. So people can get subscribed. (laughs) It's fun. When you love what you do, it's not ever ever work. When you love what you're doing every day, I I get to do something that when I was a little girl, being around horses was what I always wanted to do. I get to do stuff every day now that is horse related. It, uh, how does it get better than that? So, and I, I, I get don't to know. tell I was it's so great. You know, I was going to ask you some advice for entrepreneurs or someone starting, you know, their own business. And I think you just said it. Do what you love. Yeah. And then work really, really hard. Do what hard. you love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it isn't just an eight-hour day. If you want an eight-hour day, go get a regular job. This is yeah. not an eight-hour day. I'm I'm always talking to someone somewhere. And, you know, when, when you're working with people around the world, it can be 6 o'clock at night here, but it's 6 a.m. in, you know, Australia or wherever, and you've got to – you have to have a call with somebody. So – um, what I, what I, the one thing that I'm really loving and about this is what all the different stuff I'm finding out, especially with this, with this ride and how stories that we've had in before. And I was telling you a little bit about the program in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
that partners inner city kids up with Mustang horses to do dressage. That was a documentary a few years ago. Now, so Sue Ann will be the lady who, who um, to build these schools and um, was the producer of the documentary called, it's called When the Dust Settles and it's available for free for anyone to watch on the internet. Great documentary. But telling those stories and then being able to tie it in now with the Mustang program is so much fun because I, I, I like to think of myself as a connector. I can, yeah. I remember something that I've worked on before and, oh, well, we can use that here. or I need to introduce them to this person because we've been doing this that. for so long now. So. I love that. I, I love how you're helping people get connected because that's a whole deal. Once you have that relationship with somebody, it really helps propel what they're trying to do in the industry. Right. Right. You have to, you have yeah. to be able to do that. Um, and the other thing I was telling you about when Lisanne's going through Utah right now, there's a gentleman who's going to be joining her to ride for a while. Um, besides West, West is going to ride for a while. But there's a guy named Rod Mays, and he runs a program in Utah called Three Point Center, where, again, they use Mustang horses with kids going through trauma and, and difficulty and kids that have problems. They're also a Mustang tip training center. Wow. They're, they're a tip storefront and they turn around 50 to 55 horses a year using those horses with the kids in the round pen, working on the, their own inner tip challenges at that facility. So how cool is getting that? Getting those stories out to everybody is going to, is what's fun about this. Absolutely. Well, it changes those kids lives. You know, right. generationally, you know, because of what they went through with that Mustang. Exactly. And it changes yeah. the horse's life. Oh, instantly. Instantly. You know, yep. I love the story JP talked about the prisoner and the Mustang. And both of them were in a dis They didn't trust anything. And then right. by the end of it, they loved each other. And right. Uh, right. that's the power of the horse once again. Or the yes, Mustang. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. What, what commercial, what company and what commercial can take you in... 60 seconds from laughing to crying back to swelling with emotion. What company is that? And they do it time and time and time and time again to us. Mm -hmm. Budweiser. And they, yeah, the ties do. People, people wait for those commercials every year, but it's, it's the power of the horse. Uh, that's probably why I have a Clydesdale too, you know. You? Oh my gosh, I have a friend who really wants a Clydesdale. Oh my goodness, he is the sweetest guy, you know. But I'm sure it went back to watching that commercial, uh, probably for my wife since she wanted it more. But you know, but you're right; it just it tugs on you, and that's the one you remember. Yep, yep, they can do that. Sixty seconds, you're you're laughing, you're crying, and then you're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so if somebody wants to go to the film festival, how can they do that in Sacramento? They can, they can, well, we'll be selling, starting to sell tickets in early October. And so that ticket link will be available on our website. Again, there'll be a place right there that you can click through and, okay. and get a ticket You can come up and join us. We'll have a few things that'll be open to the public or tickets available at the event. Um, if they want to come hang out on the beach with us when Lisanne finishes riding, or if you have a Mustang and you want to join her in California, gosh, please contact me. Um, do you so have awesome. a place on your, well, we can, 
I have a contact on my uh, website that people can send me an email. It's just if, if they send me an email, I will get it to you for yeah. sure. Yep. And then the support, like JP is going to have about 30 people as Lisanne rides into California that'll be joining her on the ride with Mustangs because that's, that's JP's group. He works with a lot of people with Mustangs up there. So just kind of the support that way. And then you're part of the, part of the documentary too. So there's an upside to, to it. That's so cool. And what if there is an aspiring uh, filmmaker or somebody writing a book and they want to enter for next year, what do they do? Just go to your website? We can go to our website um, as soon as as soon as we wrap this year, the beginning of January. We put up put out our submission forms because we have films and books and art coming in all year long. Um, once somebody gets something done, they just contact me and we and submit it. So that the longer it's in the in the queue, or the longer that like, say someone enters in January, then my my readers who read a book, who do the reviews, have a little bit more time to read it. They're not rushed at the end. So I try to tell people, if you've got it ready, you've got it done, get it in. Even if it's a film, people can keep watching it. So right. Right. that's, um, if you want to do it, just do it. If you have a story to tell about a special horse or a special person with a horse, film it. Uh, fil film it with your iPhone. A big part of this documentary that Lisanne's doing is with a, an iPhone, with a gimbal, with tripods. You can do a lot with your iPhone. And there's classes online on YouTube on how to use your iPhone as a, in film production. I so love you said that, Lisa, because, you know, people are waiting to get the right camera or the right whatever. You just got to go wait. do it. You just right. jump in and study and do it. And I right. love that. And that's why I like Equus so much is it gives people the opportunity to tell a story and, right. and uh, share how great the horse is. And, uh, and that's what y'all do. And I, I love that so much. You know, somebody that's wanting to start out or maybe someone that's established that wants to get their new work out. So right. uh, we did a documentary a few years ago called um, A Pony and His Boy, which was my stepdaughter, Julie, her, my grandson, who is, has Down syndrome was terrified of horses, terrified. He would, she would go into the barn. She loved the horses at our Lusitano where we had our horses. She would go into the barn and he would stay on the half side of the door outside and, and cry. He wouldn't come through. And so one day he just decided that he was going to walk. He was eight years old. He was going to walk out into the pasture with us. And we had an old little old pony, little black pony. And he looked at me, we were walking in the pasture, Julie was going out to her horse, Savannah, and he goes to me, me ride Barry. And I was like, you ride Barry? I looked at Julie, I said, turn on your phone. And I grabbed him, I picked him up, and he rode that pony. And we ended up making a documentary. I sent it to Julianne, I said, this is the beginning of a story. And the pony has now passed away, but we have a 30-minute documentary about Josh, and the pony and him learning how his speech therapy, the therapist came over and worked with Josh with the pony, just talking about what is this on the horse? What's that on the horse? His speech improved all different kinds of improvements in his balance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the power of the horse. Yeah, it's so great. You did that. You got that on, on film. Uh, uh, you well, captured. it wasn't for... 
it wasn't a film. I wanted her to, to get him on that horse for his dad, who was out of town. I said, Julie, film it. And then once we watched it, I was like, this, it, it was so powerful because he got on there and he just connected. That's wonderful. That's so great. So, so what's next for you? We're getting close to the end of the show. So what's next for you besides working on Sacramento? You've got the app coming. You have all this going on. How, how, do, you, how do you organize everything and just focus on the next one thing? Uh, a, lot, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of notes, <laughs> a, a lot of computer time. I, um, I'm lucky this summer I was supposed to go uh, quickly. I was supposed to go meet Lasanne in Kansas in June and I I did an emergency dismount that went wrong off of one of my horses that stepped on her rein. I planted my foot in the ground and did a rotational uh, compound fracture right out the side of my leg. So I broke both bone, but my tibia and my ankle. So it literally, I, I had my truck packed. So I went from going 360 miles an hour to for a week until they did the surgery. We had two surgeries and it forced me to stay in front of the computer and do everything, all the logistics from the computer, which I ended up being okay. You know, I was able to do it. I just couldn't do it on the road. So you, you punt through everything, but we'll be working on getting the film ready, um, trying to market the film, marking the docu-series. I think the docu-series will be something really nice for either um, sure. Discovery or Nat Geo or whatever, but getting it getting that being able to get that out there because it's so important to get these stories out mm -hmm. I, I, absolutely you know that's that's the key is just get them out there and i'm glad so you're healed up now you're ready to go okay. you're riding again yep i rode the first time i got back on my horse the first time saturday i'm out of my boot and i just got approval yesterday to be able to legally drive a car again that is killer because it was my right foot. So I couldn't drive. I had this great big boot on and then the big cast. And at least I, I had a purple cast. They let you choose the color. So I had a purple cast all summer. But what I did on my summer vacation, you know, I didn't get to ride. But yes, Saturday was the first time and it was great. Congratulations. Congratulations. You know, once again, I know we're getting close to cutoff, but um, when you were hurt, laid up, you didn't feel sorry for yourself. You didn't stop working. You didn't just watch TV. You kept working. And that's the entrepreneurial spirit. I love it. Yeah. Who else is going to do it? No one. That's, that's the entrepreneur thing that I, I think people get into this industry just being their own boss. Once they understand that, they'll be okay. But it's just doing that, you know. Yeah, you um, have to do it. That, well, thank you for everything you're doing for the industry. And uh, it's really making a difference. You know, like like we said earlier, Briar's bringing people in. You're bringing people in. And and even if people don't ride a horse, you know, they, they can right. still be in our industry. They can still contribute. And uh, uh, we need them. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need the artists. We need the authors. We need the filmmakers, because we need to tell people yep. what you're doing with your Western horse. We need to tell people what uh, someone is doing with an English horse. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. It's what are you doing with your horse? How are horses helping people? How are people helping horses? I love it. I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. And thank you all for watching the show today and also listening to us on KCAA. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Scott.
thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, there are little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, Rebellious Infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms, Drink Rebellious. The most diversified radio station on the dial, KCAA. Karen and the staff at It's a Dog's World Canine Academy reminds listeners never leave your pets alone in parked cars with the windows closed as dehydration, heat stroke, and death can occur in just minutes. So make sure they have a steady supply of water and shade. This message from It's a Dog's World Canine Academy in Chino, teaching people how dogs think is their commitment. For all your boarding, training, private lessons, off-leash, service dog needs, and more, call 909-548-3150 for a free consultation. That's 909-548-3150 or online at itsadogsworld.biz. Did you know fixing outdoor leaks can save 27 to 90 gallons of water per day? Even tiny leaks can be huge water wasters. Conserving water starts with a few simple water-saving actions at home and in your yard, like adjusting your 